Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. I'm Millie Murillo. I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Torrent. We wanted to jump on here today and just talk a little bit about the, the shift in consciousness that is occurring collectively. To keep diving, keep questioning, keep looking for the meaning and purpose of it all. He says, do not become hypnotized by the chaotic trance of the world. Mm. When I was reading this today, I was like, oh, this is a real thing to not be able to look away from the chaos and the drama. The shift in consciousness, it's pretty obvious the things that are happening around the world and how they're affecting people, people just like us and how we are being affected by the images that we're seeing by the stories that others are telling. But more importantly, how do we perceive that as an expansion of consciousness, an elevation of consciousness, and how can consciousness elevate and rise from things like this? As we're recording this episode, the the moon is transiting the sign of Aquarius, but it's headed towards a new moon in Pisces. And all of this Pisces energy that we're experiencing in 2022 along with all of the Capricorn energy that has been going on for some time, is really what inspired this episode. So I'd like to open up a little bit with with some astrology. But first, how are you, Ashley? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's an intense time. People with lots of questions, lots of concerns. I think for a lot of people, it feels like it's never ending. Exactly. That never ending feeling. So let's talk astrology a little bit. Back in March of 2020, we can all remember how that was a pivotal moment. I, I think that we none of us will ever forget March of 2020, especially here in in the States. It really was when the pandemic hit us. It was when a lot of places went into lockdown. We had to quarantine. And it was this feeling of, oh, okay, this is happening, but you know, it'll be over in two weeks. And then two weeks became a month and then a month became three and then three and so on and so forth. But from an astrological perspective, the energy that was really active at the time is very, very similar to the energy that is active right now. And I find that fascinating because because exactly of what you just said, Ashley, the sense of when we feel we're coming out of something, it's like, oh my God, it may feel like something else is coming on. So the astrology at the time in March, the sun was in Pisces and there was an accumulation of energy in Capricorn. So what does this mean? Sun in Pisces, Pisces energy is energy of transcendence, is the energy of becoming aware of consciousness, becoming the observer of consciousness, rather than being consumed by our identities. As the last sign of the zodiac, it really represents the ending of a cycle that usually comes with loss in order to begin something new, okay? And I'm I'm doing the very washed down version of this for the sake of time. Now, the accumulation in Capricorn at the time represented a dismantling of the status quo, a dismantling of institutions, which we saw very clearly in a lot of ways. And by institutions, I mean like people working in an office 40 hours a week, right? in a way, is a form of an institution. It's a belief system. It's the status quo that we meet in order to live in this human world. And that is what I mean by a status quo. And an institution, the institution of marriage, 
how many relationships fell apart, dismantled during this whole thing. And in Capricorn, it is about looking at the foundations of our lives with a very clear eye and asking ourselves, is this a genuine expression of the life that I want to live? Is this a genuine expression of myself? And at the time, finding ourselves not even knowing how to answer those questions, because the fact of the matter is that we were very, very much distant from ourselves. Everything happened. All of us went through a massive transformation internally. Fast forward two years later to March of 2022, we have an accumulation of energy in Pisces. How has the collective consciousness evolved? There's an accumulation of energy in Capricorn. How is the status quo continuing to be dismantled? And what is the resistance to the status quo being dismantled? How is greed and, and money and corporation and power, how is all of that coming to question in accordance to the collective consciousness now? Okay. And again, this is a very watered down version of or explanation of all of this energy. But how interesting, and this is where I want the conversation to begin, how interesting that two years ago, our, our outlook on the world, collective consciousness, our individual level of consciousness was in a certain space. And here we are two years later being presented with a lot of worldly events that are raising a lot of questions. And what is our level of consciousness now? And how do we receive the state of the world now versus the way we received it two years ago. Right. The universe doesn't make any mistakes. The cosmos don't make any mistakes. So when they repeat patterns, when they repeat certain transits, when they look very similar, they're kind of checking in on us. How are we going to respond to this? Wow. Yeah. When I, when I look back at the past two years, I think something has shifted as far as our stamina. That may sound strange, mm. but I think over the past two years, what I witnessed was people just really suffering with the news, suffering with the pandemic, suffering with politics, not knowing where else to look, being consumed by it, feeling hopeless and terribly afraid. I had a lot of people asking me, you know, how do you do it daily basis, listening to people's stories and also what's going on in the world. And, you know, in the midst of those two years, my own trauma surfaced so intense that it forced me to, it forced me to deal with it on a deeper level. Well, it made me realize my body was ready and re more resilient, but it forced me to start to heal on a deeper level that I didn't know I was ready for. And I think that's what we saw in a lot of people. I think while the pandemic was traumatizing, it also highlighted trauma that already existed within us. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, a lot of the clients that I work with, what I saw is them really facing some big, big moments, some big wounds in their lives. And they did it so beautifully. I think what I'm trying to say is that past years has created stamina in us because we, for those of us on a healing path, for those of us that have been looking at our pain, have been trying to find meaning and purpose in all of this, that we've found a way, even if we're walking on new legs, we're finding a way through these times that feels different and new. And so as we hit this energy, I think what I'm noticing, people are asking questions like, here we go again. They're afraid, all of the same things, but it feels a little different to me. It right. feels like those people that have actually done some healing work can face this with 
some strength, some resilience, some wisdom, a different heart. I feel like people's hearts, and again, I'm not saying everyone, but I see a lot of softened hearts. I see vulnerability more. I see people reaching and connecting in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. And then of course, there's still fear. Right. It doesn't mean you're not afraid, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if this is going to be a little different. If we're willing to accept the fact that this is a time for the transmutation of energy of our consciousness. Ooh, that's really lovely. And I think that, at least for me, from an astrological perspective, to continue seeing the emphasis on Pisces energy and how how powerful it is, because especially in like popular astrology, pop astrology, uh, Pisces is is simply seen as energy of you know it's it's artistic, it's creative, it's beautiful, it's ethereal, it's dreamy, it can be confusing and nebulous. All of those things are true, but when we look at the force that Piscean energy is and this understanding that there are no boundaries when it comes to consciousness, mm-hmm. that no matter where any of us are in the world, we are still connected through this net of consciousness. When that energy is Connecting with Capricorn energy, which is the energy of taking ultimate responsibility for the reality that we're experiencing. Mm. All of a sudden, it's exactly what you said, the transmutation of consciousness. And I'm adding that that cannot occur until we take responsibility for the level of consciousness that we are operating under and how do we influence the environment, at the very least, the environment around us to shift. Because I think that you're right. Now people are receiving this information differently with much more love, with much more compassion. It's That's interesting because I feel like there is a toughening up that has happened through softening up. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't want to miss the part about taking responsibility because I I feel like the difference is Mm -hmm. for the past two years, I feel like people were wondering what's happening to us. Right. I think there was a lot of people like looking around, like, how does this happen to us? You know, shocked, you know, Mm -hmm. that a country like ours would be shut down, that there might've been food shortages or shortage of toilet paper. We had to (laughs) ask some real questions about how we were going to live our life. But I feel like there was a like, wait, this isn't supposed to happen to us. And now I feel like people have really started paying attention more to our planet, to each other, to other countries, to the political systems in other countries, to the health and well-being of other people. I feel like we've become less self-focused as a country. And I realize we're, we're not just talking, you know, as the United States, I'm talking about and the people I know are starting to look out and recognize that everything we do reverberates out, that we have a responsibility in the way we move in our daily lives and that reverberates out. So this feels like we are learning to take responsibility and therefore act differently. Exactly. Exactly. And I really love that we're having this conversation because it's bringing, for me, I mean, it's definitely bringing the astrology alive. Again, it it was patterns that we saw two years ago, and they're patterns that we see again. And I thought that it was important to talk about it so that those of you listening out there, you understand and really acknowledge 
how much you've grown. And I'm sure that a lot of people um, have acknowledged that. And I think that their lives probably really show that as well. But more than that, to really recognize how that growth was for something much greater. And I think that when we recognize that, when we really recognize, oh, okay, so I I did this work, I went within myself, there were some parts of myself that I hold with much more love and kindness and compassion now, and that's strengthening in itself. This is when we begin to really recognize the power that we hold. Mm -hmm. The way that we're going to see the world shift, obviously this is going to take time, but the way that we're going to see this, the shift in consciousness, this elevation in consciousness is through observing how going within allows us to connect differently with the world outside of us. There's power in that. So much of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important that we remember also that it's not, it's just not our astrology that lives in cycles. The world lives in a cycle. As a collective consciousness, we're in a cycle. And so we have a responsibility to not only do our own personal healing, but how are we going to participate in the healing of the collective? So we heal within and we heal outside. Right. Right. One of my favorite astrologers, his name is Stephen Forrest, and he calls himself an evolutionary astrologer. And I happen to love that. I think that to look at astrology from an evolutionary perspective reminds us that we are constantly evolving. So therefore, astrology is not a static study. It is an evolutionary study because a lot of the archetypes have to be looked at or have to be looked through the lens of what we're actually experiencing and living. So when he describes the energy of Pisces, one of his descriptions is Pisces is the fish of awareness diving deeply into the ocean of consciousness. Okay. So the, and he goes on further by saying the evolution of Pisces is not becoming hypnotized or traumatized by its own sensitivity, that it remains trapped in the surface of the psyche, lost in mere feeling, tossed in turbulent seas and emotions, simply wide-eyed and overwhelmed from cradle to grave. And I think that that is a really good description of where we are now. Because at this moment in time, and this is from speaking to students in other classes that I teach and from speaking to clients, people are being much more discerning about the information that they're taking in and coming back within and saying, I understand that there are other things happening in the world and the way that I can contribute to the healing of the world and the way that I can contribute to the elevation of collective consciousness is really by becoming the best version of me. And even the definition of that phrase, the becoming the best version of me, that has transformed in the last two years because we went from thinking that the best versions of us were, you know, having a certain career, making a certain amount of money, all of these things that had everything to do outside of us and nothing to do within us. And I think that a lot of, a lot of people have come to the realization it's the other way around. Yeah, this is huge. This is huge. I mean, the fact that you're hearing people say, and I'm seeing it as well, that I think people believed that the more they paid attention to the news and the more details they knew and the more videos they watched and the more they immersed themselves in the suffering, that they were participating in some way Mm. in helping 
And what I've found is no, in fact, you're scaring the crap out of yourself. Your nervous system can't handle it. And then you go home and you're around the people you love or the people at work or whoever's around you. And you're probably irritable and grumpy and not sleeping. You're not taking care of your body. And so I feel like if we could learn anything over the past two years, it's that immersing ourselves in negativity and fear and drama and chaos does not support the healing of the world. It does not support the healing of anyone, and especially ourselves or anyone else. We cannot do any good if we are tired and exhausted and anxious and afraid. What we need to do is protect our psyches, protect our fragile hearts, protect our nervous systems, build them up, and use love and compassion to not only connect with ourselves, but to connect with other people, to use those opportunities to spread love with those around us to be patient, to be kind, because there are people in other countries that don't have that luxury right now. They're scared enough for everyone. And, you know, it's kind of selfish for us to sit here and terrify ourselves when in our moment, there's nothing to be terrified for us. Don't we have a responsibility to be present? Don't we have a responsibility to act through love? That to me is important. Who am I to sit around and be grumpy at my kids because I'm scared of what's happening across the world when those parents don't even know if they're going to be able to feed their kids tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm hoping that more and more people are protect themselves and understanding that we have a responsibility to be our best self so we can help heal other people. Absolutely. And we can, and we do. When we step into that space of responsibility to respond to situations differently. Yeah. Another description that forest has for Piscean energy, and the reason that I reverted to forest to describe Pisces energy is that as an astrologer, I'll be very honest, there are a lot of things that are very difficult for me to grasp about Piscean energy. And I think that it's very much my human sensibilities that we want some sense of of, uh, tangibility, if you will. And I'm a Capricorn, so that's very true for me. So obviously I revert to someone who knows more and better. But another description of forest of Pisces energy is Pisces aims for cosmic consciousness and enlightenment. This year, more than any other year where we have experienced Pisces energy, we are saturated with Pisces energy almost the entire year. There are other things happening in the cosmos. Pisces does get a break, but Fundamentally, we are saturated throughout the entire year, bits and pieces here and there with Pisces energy. And if Pisces aims for cosmic consciousness and enlightenment, then I think that that's exactly what's happening right now. And Capricorn energy reminds us to come back to a grounded sense of self in order to be able to do that. I think that some of the ways that we can, that we can do that and that we can use Pisces energy for something, for something greater is, as Forrest mentions, to keep diving, keep questioning, keep looking for the meaning and purpose of it all. He says, do not become hypnotized by the chaotic trance of the world. Mm. 
when I was reading this today, I was like, oh, this is a real thing to not be able to look away from the chaos and the drama. And I highly recommend, just as a side note, for anyone that is a parent, getting an astrological reading about your child is very helpful to understand who they are. You know, we're taught one size fits all. That's not true. How I parent one child is very different from how I parent another. So my job as a parent of a Pisces is to teach him how to handle that sensitivity, how to ground his energy, how to use it for the better good, how to use it to regulate himself. And I think his ongoing struggle will be to to move towards a higher consciousness and not get stuck in the chaos and the trauma. Yes. I mean, this is why Pisces is also known as a sign of creativity and artistry and boundless imagination. Because at its essence, Pisces energy needs a form of escapism. (laughs) (laughs) It needs it because of of its empathic nature. It sops up everywhere it's at. And so it is through... It is through the through an artistic means, for instance, you know, or something that that is creative in nature, writing, teaching, learning, you know, acting, whatever it is, that Pisces can get that ethereal fix, for instance, right? That connection to something otherness. And for us as a collective, I realize, I, I think it's important to realize. To acknowledge, for instance, now that we've moved into 2022, we see the reluctance of people wanting to go back to work for corporations. And we see how they've come back to themselves and ask themselves, in what way am I creative? And can I make a living out of that? (laughs) Right. I I did want to ask you when you were talking about escapism and Pisces, Mm -hmm. I was wondering, you know, since we're moving through this time with so much Pisces energy, and I don't believe we should check out in the ways that we probably have checked out in the past that probably Mm -hmm. harm us than help us. Mm -hmm. When you think of a form of escapism, when it just feels like too much, what comes to mind as far as the balancing of this energy? Definitely meditation. Mm -hmm. Meditation, whether it's, you know, sitting at a pillow or walking and just being present with yourself, checking in with yourself being mindful of when the mental chatter is going on versus when the voice from the heart is is coming up, being mindful if they're both coming up at the same time and how you can hold space for both. I feel like long walks are so powerful, are so healing. I feel that getting next to water, into water, taking a, a long bath and just these moments of solitude where you are intentional about holding space for yourself and not actually trying to escape any, you know, not trying to escape the world or any of your responsibilities. If, if you're a creative, an artist of some sort, paint, draw, play your instrument, write, whatever it is that you do. If you're a teacher, you know, what are you receiving at this moment that you can share with the students? Anything that comes from us, from a, from a space of love and not a space of fear, that is naturally creative in nature. And even if you're not an artist of some sort, that's not, you know, that's okay. Leaning into these things is how we can get in touch with Pisces energy. Yeah. 
with with the healthier aspect of Pisces energy. Oh, that's really yeah. good to know. I can imagine it could be very easy to check out in unhealthy ways with Pisces energy. Yes. And it's very easy because Pisces energy is is boundless energy. There are no boundaries. There are no boundaries. Is that bringing something up? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm thinking about those Pisces that we know in our lives, Mm -hmm. those people that are experiencing the strong Pisces energy, the pull to check out or move away because we feel overwhelmed, we feel full. How to balance all this out? It's very, what you're saying is very helpful and validating. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's, that's always the intention. Look, and and I don't want to, I I do want to leave this on, on a good note because I think that Pisces energy is really lovely. And because we are experiencing Pisces energy this year in a way we never have before. This is the year where, where anyone listening, you want to lean into your dreams. You want to really dream and dream big, whatever that means to you. Lean into the things that bring you joy. Cultivate a relationship with that. Cultivate a much kinder relationship with yourself. This is how we contribute to the elevation and expansion and enlightenment of of cosmic consciousness, truly. This is a year that can be, you know, serendipitous. This is a year that it lends itself for that. But what the cosmos is telling us is have it be, again, from a place of love, have it be from a place of where you're connected with yourself and grounded in that power because we're transforming Capricorn energy and let that guide you. It's such an opportunity, like you talked about, to take responsibility and take responsibility for moving differently through this year, right. for moving differently through our chaos and our fear, for moving differently in our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to choice, mm-hmm. our relationship to our freedom, to our creativity, to our sensitivity, mm-hmm. taking responsibility for it in a healthy way, nurturing it with compassion, yes. loving those parts of us that are so sensitive and intuitive and relating them to them in ways that we maybe never have. And that's our responsibility. There's power in that. It's it's may feel easier to collapse into old ways of checking out or, or old ways of escapism. But there's so much power in using that energy yes. and allowing it to be transformed and allowing it to heal and nurture us. Yes. Pisces energy is energy of, of immense healing. It's energy that is divine, essentially. And so to take advantage of that, to, to really be intentional with that and work with that can just, it can feel miraculous, but it can feel miraculous to the human mind, but to the soul, it'll be like, well, yeah, this is what we're capable of. This is what we've always been capable of. Thanks for, thanks for finally hopping on. (laughs) With either Pisces or with this energy, do you think it's easy to forget how resilient we are? In the sensitivity, do you find that it's easy for people to forget how resilient and strong they are, Mm -hmm. that they are capable Mm -hmm. of these kinds of changes? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. Like you said, the soul's like, yeah, we got this. I think so. I mean, potentially. Again, when we look at the, the flip side of Pisces energy and how we can just either become completely consumed and entranced by the drama and the chaos of the world around us, that is a way of checking out. That is a way of, of saying, I, I don't want to deal with this, so I don't have to deal with this. So I'm just going to believe everything that I, you know, see, read and, you know, everything that's out there. 
yeah, in that trance, in that chaos, yeah, we can definitely forget, depending on how you're experiencing Pisces energy. For instance, if if you have built or promised yourself to build healthy boundaries around how much you work, I think that Pisces energy, because of its boundless nature and because it's so, it, it, it just kind of goes into everything. It, it permeates into everything really seamlessly. You can very easily forget the boundaries that you have around how much you want to work and end up working 16 hours a day and then end up exhausted and saying, how did this happen? <laughs> I can totally see that. And I think this is where we come back to spirituality as always, that whether we've created an ongoing spiritual practice or we're at the beginning or we've been thinking about it, this is more than ever a perfect time to start that spiritual practice. You know, those things you talked about, those going for walks, those being near water, immersing ourselves water, it can be taking a bath, times of solitude, quiet. You know, those may not seem like your traditional spiritual practice, but those can be the most spiritual moments of your life or those quiet, still moments that soothe your nervous system, that help you connect to your heart. It's as simple as crying when you feel like you need to cry. It's as simple as listening to what your body or your intuition is saying you need now rather than what your mind or ego feels pulled to do. And I do feel like with this energy, spiritual practice could give us the strength to transform this and bring some more joyful, lighter, loving moments into our life. Yes, definitely. Um, Thank you for having this conversation with me. It felt necessary. And I think, I hope that it explains a lot of things for a lot of people. But be mindful, be mindful of how you're experiencing this energy out there. Be mindful of how you're receiving it, of how it's sitting with you. If you want to compare it or some, you know, kind of go back to two years ago, how did it hit you then versus how does it hit you now? How do you receive it now? Celebrate, acknowledge the resilience that came from looking within. Mm. And if and if our outer world continues to go in the direction that it's going, well, perhaps we just need to go in a little farther. Perhaps we need to, to dig and dive a little deeper. Because if we are this resilient now, and the last two years showed us what they showed us, well, then how much more resilient can we become simply? by looking a little deeper within. And maybe that's what we're being asked to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. As always, we hope that these conversations are helpful or at the very least that they incite different questions inside of you. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.